0: Well, good morning church. It is so good to be together. I'm so excited to be up here and to see so many of your wonderful faces. For those of you who know me, for those of you who maybe don't, uh, my name is Zach Leslie. I'm the Next Gen Student Minister here at Outlook. And as you saw in that incredibly well put together video, um, I do like the Chicago Bears quite a bit. Bear down baby, yeah. Um, We don't have to talk about the Double Doink or Cody Parkey or Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles or Andy Dalton or any of that this morning. Uh, I will probably mourn all of that at a later time, uh, most likely this evening. The Chicago Bears are certainly not my only passion. I'm a big White Sox fan. I love the Chicago Bulls, the Fighting Illini. I love a good movie, a good story. Uh, My fiance, who was in here uh, in the first service as well, will be getting married in November. Can't wait for her to become part of this Outlook family. So now that you've gotten to know me just a little bit, I wanna tell you a story. A few years ago, my family and I went to Disney World. Any Disney World lovers out there? Yeah, Disney World is awesome. And it was the first time in probably ever um, that all of our fall breaks aligned. It was like a, 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 a magical gift from heaven that we were all able to have the same fall break And go on vacation together. This is my first fall here at Outlook, and I already know that that's not really the case around here. So uh, I, I digress a little bit there, but anyway, we're going to Disney World. This is during my sophomore year of college, and if you know anything about college and fall break, right around there you get midterms, either right before or right after fall break. And I had a couple papers I had to turn in right before we left for vacation. I turned them in. They probably weren't perfect, but I was feeling good. I was riding in on a high into fall break to go to Disney. I could just enjoy standing on the surface of the sun while waiting in line for two hours for It's a Small World, a ride that is popular for reasons I will never understand. I know it sounds a little bit like I hate Disney World. I really don't. I love Disney World. I absolutely do. I had the best time on this trip and was so pumped to be back for the first time since I was a little kid. I went to Toy Story Land, which was brand spanking new at the time. I got to take pictures with Buzz and with Woody and ride the Slinky Dog Race thing. I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I got to do the Star Tours thing, and that was really, really cool as well. The Magic Kingdom is pretty neat for the most part, besides it's a small world. Anyway, I just mentioned a second ago I had some midterms and I mentioned that they happen sometimes right before you leave for fall break and uh, right after. I can vividly remember sitting in one of the cars at Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin and asking to myself, do I have a Greek exam next week? I think I have a Greek exam next week. And there's a moment captured wonderfully by those cameras that Disney puts in these rides to capture it at just the perfect moment, and here it is. There I am. This is the moment I realized I think I have a Greek exam next week as I'm sitting in Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. I was absolutely devastated. For those of you unfamiliar with Greek, no matter where you take it, it's going to be one of the hardest classes that you take. I got a 42% yes out of 100 on the first exam uh, that semester. And the thought of having to take the second one right after vacation was really daunting. It wrecked me. But there's another twist of the story. My fiance was in this Greek class with me. At this time, we were just good friends, classmates. And she had heard about my distress about this exam and messaged me saying, hey, to help you just a little bit, the Greek exam isn't this week. It's next week, so don't stress too much. Big weight lifted off my my shoulders. Now, granted, the professor in class had told us wrong, the date of the exam wrong, but my fiance was the only one who looked at the syllabus. So shout out to my fiance. Uh, And the lesson I want you to take away from this, uh, this story this morning, students especially, read your syllabus. Teachers in the room gonna get man on that one. Uh, no, but seriously, I tell you that story because the possibility of that Greek exam stopped me dead in my tracks. You can see it on my face. If only I had read the syllabus, if only I had taken a little bit more care of myself going into fall break, I wouldn't have been paralyzed on Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. And that's kind of what we're talking about this month, not Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. We can talk about that later. What we're talking about this month is how do we begin to take care of ourselves mentally and emotionally from a place that is rooted in God's truth from his word so that we can bring our best selves, our healthiest selves, to our small groups, to our marriages, to our classrooms, to our workplaces, to our dating relationships, to our teams, our clubs, extracurriculars. How do we begin to live free? And we started this Live Free series last week. I thought Rob and Jonathan did a tremendous job talking about how mental health is health and how we're all broken, we all need healing. We're not going to be a church that runs away from these conversations. We're going to lean in, we're going to do our research and use our resources that includes diving into Scripture to see what God has for us there, but also talking to experienced professionals too. In this past week, I had the chance to sit down with Krista Weber and chat a little bit about self-care and how that kind of manifests itself in our lives as Jesus followers. So take a look. What is a song from your teenage years that you still rock out to till this day?
1: Okay, well, I don't know about rock out, but I may or may not know most of the choreography to pretty much any boy band song. From yeah.
0: the 90s yeah do you yeah. have a, a favorite boy band of the 90s one that particularly NSYNC. had your heart NSYNC. sync. do you know the members or is that too too far
1: Justin Timberlake
0: okay yeah that's, that's a pretty <laughs> that's a pretty big one <laughs> so Krista tell me a little bit about what you do who you work with what your day-to-day stuff kind of looks like
1: sure So I'm a school counselor. I've been a school counselor for 14 years now. Um, Right now I work at Fortville Elementary here in Mount Vernon, and I have kindergarten through fifth grade. Cool. And uh, I teach in the classroom. I teach like character skills, uh, emotional regulation, Mm. but then I also do individual and small group counseling.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And we've been in this series the last week or so. This is week two of it uh, called Live Free, uh, trying to figure out how our mental and emotional health intersects with our faith and our discipleship. And we're just kind of wondering, what does mental health mean to you?
1: Yeah, you know, I resonated with what Jonathan and Rob were talking about last week about mental health is health. Um, But I think when you when you break that down even more, you know, it's it's everything. It's your, it's your emotions, it's Mm. your thoughts, Mm. it's your, how those things impact your behaviors, um, and it's your spiritual life. Um, And I think it gets a bad rap, you know, like, you only hear about mental health when some, when someone's struggling Mm. with it. But mental health is vital. It's so important. It's always there. Just like in our faith, you know, it's kind of a parallel journey where sometimes we can go through life and not Mm. really be as aware of God or our need for God Mm -hmm. until things get hard. And then we're very aware. Mm. Um, And I think the same thing happens with mental health where when things are well, we can kind of neglect some things and then it it catches up with us uh, later.
0: Yeah, and and this week we're talking about self-care and what that looks like. I know for me when I think of self-care, I almost think of, self-indulging in something, or if you're a fan of Parks and Rec, the, the treat yourself Always. language. Treat yourself. Yep. yep. Um, and I was just wondering if there's anything that you think of uh, when it comes to self-care, are there any misconceptions about self-care or what is self-care and what isn't self-care, I guess?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think I get what you're saying about the indulgence. That yep. Sometimes when we think, you know, self-care, we think, Manny Petty, or mm-hmm. you know, girls trip, yeah. or or whatever those big things. Um, but sometimes I think we just overcomplicate it, mm-hmm. like it depends on your life stage, you know, yeah. and and being aware of what you need. And so sometimes self care is uh just a walk outside, mm-hmm. and it might be uh carving out some time to be alone with your thoughts, to really. Yeah. Get in touch with what you're feeling and thinking. Be aware of that. Not numb yourself to Mm it. Um, But then, I mean, in my life stage right now, it's peace and quiet. Give me some peace and quiet. And that is filling to my soul. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it can be many things, but it starts with that self-awareness of um, what you need Mm. in order to refuel or reconnect. Yeah. To to yourself, to your thoughts, your feelings, emotions, and and to God.
0: Yeah, and we're like you mentioned, and to God, we're trying to do this Jesus thing uh, together. So, uh, how does self care and our faith kind of intertwine, or why is why should self care be important to someone who's trying to follow Jesus?
1: Okay, so I I really laughed when you uh, contacted me and and asked me to come talk about this topic in, <laughs> in particular because those, uh, those people in this church that know me well know that this is not something I do well yeah. uh, because I think it starts with, like I said, being aware but also being willing to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes in church we feel like we can't, we can't show yep. that we're struggling and, and we have to act like we have it all together. Mm-hmm. And so I can't admit that I need self-care. I can't admit that I need someone to come help me or pray with me yeah. because then they'll know that I'm struggling. Yeah. And you know, I grew up a preacher's kid, grew up in the church. Same. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, married a minister, you know, and so I have I have struggled to walk that road mm-hmm. um, uh, between vulnerability and being a Pharisee, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, and so... It is something that I have a, a group of, of people that hold me accountable mm-hmm. to it. Um, and I think it's really important, but I think it's something the church can do a lot better yep. at, um, you know, breaking that stigma and saying, it's, it's okay, we all need help. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. is here for for those who are not well, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, and for, for us to be aware that we need Him mm. um, is the first step.
0: Yeah, I think of... Uh on an airplane, right? They give you the instructions with the oxygen masks Mm -hmm. and how you're supposed to put your own on first before you can help other people. And I think that's um, a fitting image for this. Um, In order to pour into our other relationships and do it really healthily, uh, we also have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and that we're filled up and taken care of.
1: You know, you think about it like Jesus took time to get away and to pray. And, and to be away from the crowds and all the mm-hmm. people. You know, he set the example for self-care. Yeah. Um, and it is so hard in this day and age to slow down, mm-hmm. to stop and be aware of how we're feeling, what's going on internally, and, and take those breaths, take those moments and just be mindful of that. But I mean, he actually did set, yeah. set the standards, set the yeah. example for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when you think of self-care, how has that kind of manifested itself in your own life? I know you talked a little bit about that, of your own personal experience, and how it's a struggle for you, especially to be vulnerable. That's a really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but wasn't sure if there's a story in your own life of how self-care has looked for you and how you're maybe still trying to figure out what that looks like.
1: Yeah, um, this may be a little off topic, but when I was in college, um, my home church did a series on mental health and they had three women up on the stage and they shared stories of depression, mm. anxiety, and an eating disorder. And I was sitting in, in the audience bawling my eyes out because I had, had grown into an eating disorder and no one knew. And I just felt like church is the last place. That anyone's gonna talk about this mm. or that it would be safe to talk about. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, one of the women on the stage was my own mom. And mm. so it was this beautiful, like, yep. story of um, just normalizing mm. that. Um, we were in the same house and I didn't even know, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so we got to kind of break down those barriers, have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And from there, um, The different things that have happened throughout my life. I kind of committed back then that like whatever valley I'm in, I'm going to try to be open about it Mm -hmm. because somebody else is in that valley. And um, you know, in Psalms it says that He walks through us, through the valley with us. And so I also feel like we need to be walking each other through these valleys and that starts with actually being honest mm. about the valleys we're in. And so um, one thing is sharing, sharing our story. Someone out there has the same story yeah. or a very similar story, and they're sitting in that seat like I was thinking, I can't, I can't talk to anybody here about mm-hmm. that. Um, and so we need, to, we need to blow open the, the doors yep, on that, right? For sure. Um, and then also just having um, having the humility to be able to, to admit you need help yep. and ask for help. Yep. Um, and so I think, you know, seeking counseling um, yep. is, is a really great first step. And um, if you're plugged into a, some kind of small group here, mm-hmm. you know, sharing things with your small group as well, yep. there's a lot of avenues that can get you started Um, but the the church should never be the place that somebody feels like they cannot be broken. Yeah, for sure. Because we are all broken and we all need saving. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, Krista, I appreciate you taking some time to chat about self-care and what that looks like. And final question for you. Okay. What is your favorite NSYNC song?
1: Oh, no. Oh, Bye Bye Bye, of course.
0: Hey, Alexa, play Bye 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 (laughs) by NSYNC. I think Chris uh, had some pretty important insights for us there. As I mentioned in the video, when we tend to think about self-care, for me, it is kind of that treat yourself language from Parks and Rec, right? For some of us in here, maybe we think online shopping is our self-care, and I've been there before too, uh, pretty recently, or maybe it's uh, binging the Great uh, British Bake Off, or whatever it is for you, but self-care is so much more than just simply indulgence, as Krista so wonderfully pointed out in the video this morning. The Apostle Paul in Romans 12 calls us to live a life as a living sacrifice. And that's where we're going to be hanging out this morning. So if you have a Bible or want to pull out your Bible app to follow along, that would be awesome. I'll give you a second just to get there. Uh, While you are fervently flipping through those pages, just a quick reminder, high school students, the pinnacle starts tonight, 6 to 8 o'clock should be really awesome. Live worship, live teaching, small groups should be a really fun night. And middle school students, for you, Elevate kicks off this coming Wednesday. It'll be your own unique experience, and I'm really excited about that. It should be a really cool week for our students. All right, now that you are hopefully in Romans 12, let's check out verse 1. Romans 12:1 says, Therefore, I urge you in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. I had a Sunday school teacher who once told me, Zach, if you see a therefore in scripture, we got to go see what it's there for. So we're going to find out what this therefore is here for. And that is in chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. So this is right before chapter 12, verse 1. Paul gives us this doxology, which is basically just a short hymn or poem or song giving praise to God. I'm going to read it out loud and it'll be up here on the screen. It says, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. So when Paul says, therefore, in Romans 12, verse 1, he's essentially saying, so because of all of that, (laughs) because of all of Romans 11, 33 through 36, and then some... We need to take care of ourselves. We need to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this brings us to our first big idea this morning, and it's that self-care is a response. We are to take good care of ourselves because look at the God who created us. He is good, he is merciful, he is strong and powerful. His way is higher than ours. So our response should be then to take care of what we've been given. So therefore, because of chapter 11, verses 33 through 36 and beyond, because of how good our God is, we must offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And a lot of times when I hear this verse, my mind instantly goes to something along the lines of, well, God, since you are so good and so merciful, and I know I should take care of my body, tonight, I'm not going to eat the whole pizza. I'm going to eat half of it. But it's so much more than that, as we'll get to in just a second. Self-care, taking care of ourselves, our minds, our emotions, is a response to the mighty God who made us in his image. During my study of this passage this week, that, that word sacrifice kept coming back to mind, and maybe it stuck out to you too. And it's not just any old sacrifice mentioned here. It is a living sacrifice. What on earth does that mean? It seems kind of contradictory. When I think of a sacrifice don't tend to think of much living. Those Old Testament sacrifices are way dead. So what in the world could it mean to be a living sacrifice? I think it would be helpful to look at how sacrifices in the Old Testament worked. So basically, they would take these animals and sacrifice them as an atonement or a way to make amends with God. But they couldn't be just any animals, they had to be clean animals, and that's pretty similar to what Paul calls us to in Romans 12, 1, saying that our living sacrifice should be holy and pleasing. If we are to give ourselves as this sacrifice, holy and pleasing, I think it's easy to see where self-care plays a big role in that. Offering our bodies maybe as a living sacrifice means we should maybe go to counseling like Ted Lasso did. Sorry, light spoilers there uh, if you're caught up on that. Or share more of ourselves in small groups as Krista mentioned in the, in the video. Vulnerability is a huge, huge part of this. Krista mentioned it. Rob and Jonathan mentioned it. Last week, we need to open ourselves up. On this week's episode of Ted Lasso, this isn't too much of a spoiler, so don't worry. Uh, the therapist on the show said, sometimes self-care hurts And that's true. It's hard. Vulnerability is not easy. And it goes beyond just sharing ourselves, uh, too. It's maybe physically changing some things we do, getting more sleep, changing our sleeping patterns, uh, taking in God's creation. Probably means we should be filling our tanks with things that give us life. Not just physically, but mentally and emotionally, too. And that brings us to point number two this morning, and it's that self-care is sacrificial. A very weird thing to think about, I do realize, a weird sentence to say out loud, but it's true, our mental and emotional well-beings are part of our bodies, part of our living sacrifice that we offer to the Lord. Self-care is not selfish, it is sacrificial. Paul continues in Romans 12 to, to talk about how offering our bodies as these living sacrifices plays itself out in our lives. In verses 3-8, through eight, he talks about humble service. In the rest of the chapter he talks about how we ought to love one another how we should be sincere in our love and devoted to each other if you notice something in there like i did humble service love devotion uh, rejoicing with those who rejoice living at peace with everyone mourning with those who mourn those things all involve other people I think this is really cool. When we're doing self-care well, when we're taking good care of what we've been given, these bodies and minds that God has given us, when we're acting as a living sacrifice, it means that, yeah, we're growing, but it also means our relationships are better off, too. And that brings us to our last point this morning. And it's that self-care is relational. Mentioned in the video with Krista about the instructions on an airplane with the oxygen mask, how... We are to put on our mask before we reach across and put on somebody else's. This should feel a little counter to our instincts as Christians. It should. But it's important to remember that as we pour out ourselves to our small groups, uh, to the teams and people we serve with, the people that we work with, those that we play alongside, it's important to remember that we also need to fill ourselves up to mentally and emotionally our relationships are going to be all the better for it so I want to encourage you this morning maybe you came in here this morning just drained carrying a lot on your shoulders a lot of stress anxiety carrying some really heavy things maybe you came in here on top of the world and that's great I think we'd all be a little jealous but that's awesome for you we all need to practice self-care well we all can take good care of ourselves It's a journey, as Krista said in the video. It can be pretty hard, and it takes a certain level of vulnerability and self-awareness to know what steps you need to take next. So I'm not gonna pretend like I had the perfect solution for you this morning, but if you need to talk to somebody about any of this, we'll have people down here to the left of me after service. We want to live free and be who Jesus has called us to be. We want to live free and offer ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to the Lord. We want to live free and leave some of those things behind that have been paralyzing us and stopping us dead in our tracks for way too long. My prayer for you this morning is at some point today or this week that you find something that really, truly fills your cup and gives you life. I'm not sure what that is for you. Taking in God's creation, slowing down for just a moment to appreciate all that's around you. Maybe it's seeking professional help like counseling or therapy, but I want you to know that you are not alone here this morning. I hope that you can look around this room and see that you have people who are all on the same journey as you, and that we're a family here. We believe that mental health is an important thing to talk about, and we're all trying to live free. You are not in this alone. And one of my favorite pictures of the church as a family, as together, is when we take communion. And during this time, you're going to have a chance to just reflect or pray about whatever that is for you. Maybe you heard something this morning that you really need to take to the Lord in prayer. Maybe as we've been talking the last couple of weeks, someone, uh, popped, a name popped into your mind of someone who could really use prayer right now. I don't know what it is for you, but I hope that you use this time however you need to use it and take the bread and the juice when you are ready. Let's pray. God, you are so good, and we thank you for the way that you've created us and wired us. God, help us to take good care of ourselves and offer ourselves as living sacrifices to you, holy and pleasing in your sight. God, be with us. Help us to feel your presence every step along the way. Whatever, uh, whatever anyone came in with this morning, uh, carrying on their shoulders, God, I hope that we can place it before you and that, you, that we know that you can take care of all things. God, we love you, and we thank you for this day that you've given us. I pray this all in your name. Amen.